Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. December 6th, 1889. Jefferson Davis dies in New Orleans. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. It had been nearly a quarter of a century since Appomattox and the fall of the Confederate government a sectional enterprise founded on slavery and white supremacy. And on this date, the president of that confederacy, Jefferson Davis, died. Born in Kentucky in 1808, Davis had grown up in Mississippi at a house near Woodville called Poplar Grove. Tall and angular in the manner of Abraham Lincoln, Davis was well-educated, attending a Roman Catholic school as a boy, Transylvania University in Lexington, and graduating from West Point. He served in the U.S. House and then in the Mexican War before following in his father's footsteps as a Mississippi planter, owning about 100 enslaved people. Davis became Franklin Pierce's Secretary of War before coming to the U.S. Senate in 1857. In Washington in 1860, as war clouds gathered, Davis told the Senate, We want nothing more than a simple declaration that Negro slaves are property and we want the recognition of the obligation of the federal government to protect that property like all other. In his farewell to the U.S. Senate in 1861, Davis insisted the Declaration of Independence did not, in fact, apply to all men. He said, It has been a conviction of pressing necessity. It has been a belief that we are to be deprived in the Union of the rights which our fathers bequeathed to us, which has brought Mississippi into her present decision for secession. She has heard proclaimed the theory that all men are created free and equal, and this made the basis of an attack upon her social institutions, and the sacred declaration of independence has been invoked to maintain the position of the equality of the races. That declaration of independence is to be construed by the circumstances and purposes for which it was made. The communities were declaring their independence. The people of those communities were asserting that no man was born, to use the language of Mr. Jefferson, booted and spurred to ride over the rest of mankind, that men were created equal, meaning the men of the political community, that there was no divine right to rule, that no man inherited the right to govern, that there were no classes by which power and place descended to families, but that all stations were equally within the grasp of each member of the body politic. These were the great principles they announced. These were the purposes for which they made their declaration. These were the ends to which their enunciation was directed. When our Constitution was formed, there we find provision made for that very class of persons as property. They were not put upon the footing of equality with white men, not even upon that of paupers and convicts, but, so far as representation was concerned, were discriminated against as a lower caste, only to be represented in the numerical proportion 
of three-fifths, so said Jefferson Davis. In Montgomery, the Confederate States of America came into being on Friday, February 8, 1861. The breakaway polity had nearly been christened the Republic of Washington, but the Confederate States of America won out. The Provisional Confederate Congress soon turned to the question of leadership. Who should be president was the absorbing question of the day, Duncan F. Kenner of Louisiana recalled, and Davis was the clear choice, with Abraham Lincoln's old congressional colleague Alexander Stevens of Georgia winning the vice presidency. Of 1865, as the Confederacy collapsed, Davis wrote, The war came, and now it must go on till the last man of this generation falls in his tracks, and his children seize his musket and fight our battle. Davis gave his wife a Colt pistol. He had asked General Josiah Gorgas, the Confederate Chief of Ordnance, for 50 cartridges for it, so she could defend herself in case of Union capture. On this date, with Davis's death, the Confederacy would seem to be dead too. But as we know, too many of the forces that shaped it shape us still. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge, Margot Gray, and Chris Basil. Production assistance by Andy Jaskowitz and Adam Macias. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. Be kind to your mind with guided meditations from the Meditation for Women podcast. Your mental health benefits from sleeping better, releasing anxiety, and gaining clarity, all of which are benefits of meditation. And since this is Mental Health Awareness Month, give yourself the gift of meditations. All you have to do is press play and close your eyes. Listen to Meditation for Women on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 